0: all right everybody we're back week two i hope everyone had a great week between last week and now between the last time we spoke and today if you're working i hope work has been smooth sailing If you haven't been working, you're isolated. I hope you're staying sane. I hope you're happy. I hope everybody got their checks in the mail. I hope everybody is doing all right. These are weird fucking times. Uh, So we're gonna be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of internalizing. We're gonna talk about my community highlight of the week. I got some ideas for those in isolation. We're gonna talk about the art of war the religiousness of sex, and if we have time, I'd like to go over whether or not I'm a cultural appropriator. I hope you guys enjoy week two with Living With Will. So first of all, let's touch on internalizing and internalizing invisible things. Uh, I think this is a great prompt because I think it's super important to have a healthy degree to which you internalize things. So that I th- I believe that internalizing can then lead to empathy to other people you might not relate to. So for example, I think if someone says, you know, you're being racist or you're being sexist, I think you need to internalize that so that you can better yourself as a human being. On the flip side of that, right, if someone says that you're ugly or they don't fuck with you, I think we need to be able to see the difference between the two internalize one maybe not so much the other that way you know not to you know if it's a projection of their insecurity onto you you know that you can protect yourself because of your understanding of other people and that's what I think that internalizing can lead to Uh, I wanted to pull up the definition of the word so the definition of internalizing is to make attitudes or behavior part of one's nature by learning or unconscious assimilation. I think that's valid as fuck. And I feel like a lot of our problems that arise between different cultures can kind of, and I'm talking, you know, white people. I think a lot of white people internalize, you know, they've been taught by a parent or by a relative, you know, some form of hate or some form of XYZ, and then they project that out into the world. But I feel like if we started internalizing what other people thought outside of our direct community as well, we could kind of deal with some of that. Cause I feel like a lot of people, man, they they carry this burden of hate towards other people, and they don't really, you know, they don't actually know why the fuck they hate people. I forget what I was watching, but it was like this. He was like an Aryan Brotherhood or some shit. And he didn't really hate. He didn't really know. The people that he hated, he didn't know any Jews. He didn't know any black people. He didn't know any, You know, he didn't hate. He didn't know any gay people. He didn't know anybody, but he hated them because he was told to. And so it's like I, you know, I think that, in a lot of those times those people don't really know who they are themselves, and they're lacking in self love. And I feel like if we, you know, as a people are to start internalizing what other people are saying to us, but you know, take it with a grain of salt, it might lead us. That's why I call it the good, the bad, and the ugly because. There is for sure a good form of internalizing, but on the same hand, man, every coin has two sides. There's also that bad and ugly side of internalizing. So we gotta be careful with that. I just I thought it was a great it was a great topic point, and I'm very grateful. Uh thank you. Shout out. Thank you for that submission. I'm not gonna be saying people's names, Mia. I'm not gonna be saying people's names, thank you. So let's just keep it moving. <laughs> so I randomly heard recently that States like California... I'm in California, so I'm using them as an example. They're in debt to private companies. I did not know this. So, technically, states like California are owned by things like Goldman Sachs. So, I don't, I don't know too much about this to really speak on it. So, we'll circle back on that. But on the note of California, I'd like to do my first community highlight. This week's recipient of the community highlight is a group of South Sudanese teens who at the first global challenge in Dubai built a robot that can clean water bodies of plastics and other pollutants. Which is some wild shit that some teenagers did this. The first global challenge to recover trash from the seas using robots is an annual international robotics and artificial intelligence competition that was held for the first time in Dubai. Uh, the spotlight of which is on the fact that 8.3 billion tons of plastics and other pollutants make their way into our oceans every year due to humans, <clears throat> and they kill marine life and affect global populations. According to the team mentor of this South Sudanese teen team, according to their mentor Richard Ring, the robot could, could be used to clean the Nile of plastic pollution, and the nile is one of the top 10 rivers contributing to 90% of the ocean plastic waste this is what one of the team members said he said as a youth our main point is to unite and make a change and work with the community to clean the oceans we can do it together he told that to golf news and i love that because it's not a golf it's not golf like the sport it's it's golf like a newspaper out of dubai but I really enjoyed the idea of like a group of teens talking to golf magazines about plastic pollutions. I, I just, I love that. On this note too, shout out to Ben Allen and his team, uh, State Senator from California. Thank you to him and his team who fight tirelessly to make single-use plastics a thing of the past in California. Um, you know, I, I want to see single-use plastics be a thing of the past everywhere, but I really want to put the point of emphasis on, on thanking the people who are working In our local communities, I think local government is so important. I did not used to think so. I used to be fucking whatever, like, anarchist dude, uh, guy, whoever I was. I didn't know who I was. But I used to be so anti-government. Like, yes, the U.S. government has done some atrocious things. Yes, they seem to turn a blind eye to the genocide of Native Americans. And, yes, it's, you know, it was pro-slavery and one of the most racist. You know, yes, the U.S. government has done some atrocious things. However, however... I have met some people recently that work in local government who are not like the government of the past, and I would like to point a lens at them and say to those who are like me and were like, fuck everybody in government, fuck the government, I want to say, hey, not everybody in the government is so bad. Ben Allen, you're one of those people. You're a fucking legend. I want to say thank you. The Art of War is an interesting book. (laughs) <laughs> there was no easy transition and for me to go from thanking Ben Allen, a senator, to go to the Art of War. I guess the US is pretty pretty uh talented in the Art of War, so that could have been a transition, but we don't edit in this podcast, so we're gonna keep it moving. The Art of War is mad interesting to me. Um So I read a story in it I wanted to share about this dude, Hansen. Uh and I thought it would be I thought you guys would enjoy it. So he he goes to war, and he's fighting this dude, and uh, he puts his army in what what they call death ground, wherein he, he burned his boats, and he smashed their cooking pots. So the river was at the rear of the army, and the chow army who they're fighting is at the front. So Hansen gave his men the, the choice to conquer or to drown. I'm thinking, yo, what a wild ultimatum to give your army, like... I'm thinking if it were me, if I'm part of his army, and Sun Tzu is writing about me instead, and it's like, Han Sen had this one general named Will Gaines, I might defect. At that point, come on bro, fuck that, I'm taking option three, I'm joining the enemy, like, come on bro, you, you, you put me in a horrible situation here. I felt like last time I kept it very serious, I thought this time I'd give a little bit more, you know, lighthearted humor, I talk about the Senate, talk about Art of War, Speaking of art of war, so I don't know if anyone's ever noticed just how ruthless insects can be um, and how ruthless we can be to insects. I mean, shit, I'm 26 now, so the the past 23 years I've been on a ruthless campaign to murder all insects that come in my vicinity and that impede on my personal space. Um, But recently, recently... I have been leaving the ants that are in my bathroom alive. I mean, one day... Okay, so what happened was there was, like, a fucking armada of ants. I don't know how they got in. I don't know where they came from, but they were in there, strong in numbers. They're doing their thing. They're just kind of, you know, moseying around. I think some of them might have been lost. Whatever they were doing in there, they were doing their thing. Um, and, I, you know, I, I wiped them out. It was a It was a massacre. Uh, but then I felt bad. I was like, "Damn!" So there were some mothers and fathers there. There is some some brothers and some cousins, some uncles and aunts. I, I felt bad about it, man. Um, so I so you know I seen them again. I seen them again pretty recently, and I was like, "No, this time. This time will be different." So I didn't. I didn't slay them. I left them, um, and. So I have like this. I have this like mini ecology in my bathroom now. Um, they're just doing their thing, you know. They're chilling. I, you know, they if they step on my foot. I mean, listen, look. At the end of the day, I'm a rational man. I'm gonna let you live, but sometimes they, they come and they fuck with my feet, and that's just that's just a no go for me. Um, and you'd think you know you'd think they would realize like after I sent the messenger from the first from the first ambush that I that I struck you think they would have got the message, but they really didn't catch on. Some did. Some did. Some didn't. Um, spiders, I'm not there yet. I see a spider in my bathroom. It's time to go. We're in the octagon. You're in the cage with me. <laughs> One of us is leaving this bathroom. Uh, but the ants can chill. I heard that household centipedes you're supposed to leave alive because they actually eat the other insects. But, um, yeah, no, I'm not there with the spiders. I'm not quite there with household centipedes. They just look so creepy. Um just not with that. I, uh, I've been looking for new things to do. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. So I've been thinking for things to do uh, just to deal with isolation. Um, Talked about Tiger King last week. That did not float my boat. Uh, But I did see the History Channel version uh, called Shelby the Swamp Man. And I will tell you, this is grade A television here, folks. This may have been the most entertaining 45 minutes I have spent on YouTube. In quite some time. This man, Shelby, is quite possibly... He's fucking... He's racing speedboats in the bayous. He's fucking... He's, he's whipping off snakeheads. He's fucking... He's eating them raw. He's fucking eating... More. He's doing all kinds of shit. You gotta... Listen, Shelby the Swamp Man, don't let me ruin it. Go watch it for yourself. Let me know what you think. We can talk about it on the side. Oh, my God. What a wonderful piece of television. That I had the honor to watch. Shelby Swamp Man, shout out. Shout out to you. I really appreciate you. Um, So we've gone over the good, the bad, the ugly of internalizing. That was not a word, by the way. I meant to say internalizing. I don't know what I said. We've gone over community highlight of the week. The ideas for isolation. We'll start with Shelby the Swamp Man. Maybe a little painting. Maybe a little painting could be in your future. Some light literature. The Art of War is pretty good. The Art of War is pretty fucking phenomenal. I could recommend some others, but nothing's coming to mind right now. So we'll just stick with those two. And we'll move on to the religiousness of sex. This was more of an interesting topic for me. I just, I noticed that I say, oh my God and Jesus more when I'm having sex than when I pray. Um, I am not, I do not affiliate with any specific, well, okay, let me say this. Culturally, I am Jewish and I am Protestant. personally, And we can touch on that a little bit, I guess. Personally, though, I would consider myself spiritual. Um, I say this because there has been a lot of persecution and villainy associated with religion. Um, It's been used by men to um, discriminate and to rule and to exploit other people. So, I don't quite consider myself religious. It's more spiritual. That being said, I have been trying to tap more into the fact that I am culturally Jewish. And I think the main reason that I've kind of been getting more into it is I, I was passing for so long. Um, passing is like a negative form. In my eyes, me passing. Passing for me was a negative form of me kind of trying to assimilate to white culture as a child. So people would be like, you're Jewish, right? Or like, I guess when we were young, so they'd be like, you're Jewish, right? And I'd be like, no, only half. Which is fucked up. As I got older, I'm like, damn, that is fucked up. That I felt the need to do that, man. But that's the type of shit, that's what, you know, that's what passing can do to people. Um... It's it's really sad. For those who don't know what this term is, uh, passing is the ability of a person to be regarded as a member of an identity group or category different from their own. So you could be passing racially. You could be passing uh, for a social class, social, sexual orientation. There's a lot to do with it, man. It's, it's fucking deep. Um, so check it out, man. I mean, read about it. Think about it. You know, like I said, that shit really fucking, it's crazy, man. It's crazy that I was doing that. Um, so I've been trying to get more into it, but yeah, nah, the, the religiousness of sex, I, I just, I realized that about myself. I, I, and I'm sorry, uh, to my parents who probably will hear this. I know you don't want to hear me talk about sex or pretend that I don't have it, whatever way, you know, you know, now, <laughs> But yeah, no, it is what it is. I mean, that's just so weird. I never say, I never say, "Oh my God" or "Jesus Christ" in in normal days. But you know, but I think about it, and I'm like, what better time to say it? You're feeling amazing. You're feeling the the height that you will feel for that day, and in that moment, you yell out your Lord and Savior's name. I think that's a beautiful thing. So, anyways, <laughs> um, I'm glad that I touched on all these. I'd like to moving forward, be a little bit more up to date on some of the nonprofits that are being sent in. I'm sorry that my, you know, I was never a good student. So my researching skills are trash, but I will do research and I will make sure to put out more information about the nonprofits that I have access to. Um, and I hope that everyone is having a decent time in isolation. And I'm sorry to those, know people who are sick or to those who are suffering my heart is with you. Um, I hope we all, you know, keep a place in our hearts for the people affected by COVID and just any tragedy. You know, life can be really hard. And I hope that we can think about other people in this time um, when some of us have the luxury of being at home and being safe. So anyways, at that, this has been week two of Living With Will. I can't wait to see you guys next week. The music that you heard today is by the amazing band 4x4 coming at you from Rhode Island Providence that Providence you know it Rhode Island one of a kind Uh, uh, you know check them out the music is phenomenal shit is fire Uh, and listen it's been wonderful being back here with you guys I look forward to chilling with you again next week it's been Living With Will and I fucking love y'all peace